Hello and welcome to The Social Recruiting Show. I'm Katrina Collier. I'm, of course, author of The Robot Proof Recruiter and I'm a speaker and facilitator. I'm, of course, joined by my talented talent acquisition professional co-host, the one, the only, the amazing Glenn Martin. Hola. Glenn Martin's <laughs> very slow this week. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. If you haven't seen that video, please go dig it up. Today, we are super excited to be speaking with recruitment director, owner, Fabulous human being altogether, Liz Nevitt. Welcome to the Social Recruiting welcome Show. Welcome to the show, Liz. Thank you. Thank you. Liz knows her name. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Liz, Liz knows how to, you know, pronounce her name on cue. Absolutely. Now, most Very importantly, important. we, of course, yes, true, Glenn. Honestly, we need to sort you out. We, of course, wouldn't be here without our incredible sponsor, Enterprise Alumni. Oh, see, at least you can point up the correct side. <laughs> Can't say your name, but... Thank you so much for keeping us going through this uh, slightly annoying pandemic. So, Thanks, thank guys. You. Anyway, Liz, welcome. Yeah, welcome, thank Liz. Great to be on. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. It's lovely to have you as well, seriously. Uh, so opening, opening question. How did you get into recruitment? Tell us. How do we all get into recruitment? I think we all fall yeah. into it by accident. That's the key phrase, isn't it? Yeah. Came out of no, hang on. Someone told me recently they actually planned it. Was that Lewis? Somebody told me that. I didn't believe it. was Lewis. I'd, I'd and, last week, and last week, Margaret as well. Ah. Ah, well, I came out of university knowing I wanted to work with people with my psychology degree. Not sure which way I'd go. And then joined Hayes, my great big player, training, training basis. And then was there for six years and then joined a smaller recruiter. So at Hayes, I learned all the processes and transactional mm. side of, yeah. you know, uh, all the training. Definitely. Yeah, the great graduate program, fantastic social life, lots of life skills additional to that, which is good. And then I joined a, a small... Does that mean like had a drink to 2am and still get up for work the next morning? Yeah, well? yeah, in the same outfit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the same outfit. <laughs> yeah, they were heady days. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. I took on that actually, yeah, and and then I joined a, a smaller independent where I learned to um, become more of a, a well, a better, well-rounded recruiter mm. and using those kind of um, human skills and really taking note of what candidates, the candidate-driven market was like, um, and mm. that's where I, I've got. And, and the lady that ran that com that company is a mentor of mine now. I, she's one of my cool. um, idols, um, yeah. and then kind of dipped in and out of uh, a bigger company with um, Capita, CER. They were um, wow. an educational recruiter. Yeah. Um, I was maybe done it from there, worked on site as a, a multi-academy trust as an on-site recruiter there, which I really liked. It's like rather than being a salesperson, you're an on-site recruiter and mm. you know, partnership. And then that uh, last year, I decided to branch out on my own, on my own business. Wicked. Oh, so last fun. year you did yeah, that? last summer. Ooh. What a time to be. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Looking at your crystal Ouch. ball, what the next, the next six months, nine months will bring. I know. I mean, honestly, yeah. I, my, the first couple of months of this year were so good. Who saw that coming? Crazy. Mm. So yeah. we have a topic which we have already established that I cannot pronounce. <laughs> yes. that video. <laughs> so we're, we're talking, no, it's like altruistic. Is that right? Yeah. Absolutely. Altruistic, transactional recruitment. Oh my God, I got it right. Ooh, somebody's been practicing. <laughs> hey, really randomly on that, have you seen on your LinkedIn profile now you can actually record your name 
That's cool because you yeah. should hear what the Americans do to Collier. Right. So, anyway, back to you. Um, yeah. What do you mean by altruistic? Well, altruism is where you are providing um, uh, not a service, but uh, benefits to another person that isn't <laughs> beneficial to you. So you're basically yep. um, being, ex it's a kind of generous hearted action in yeah. layman's terms um, with no, with no want any payback from it. And, yeah. and it doesn't mean, and I know in recruitment, it doesn't mean providing your candidates for free, as in no fee, no money, mm -hmm. not that at all. It's about what, it's again about the candidate-led process, but what mm -hmm. you can um, provide where it makes it a, a, a positive experience for them, whatever the outcome. Um, and it doesn't have Definitely. to be a case of a, um, a black and white process at all. It's mm -hmm. more than that. And that's what I really like. Yeah, I agree. Off by Ryan about my name. So, um, does that mean you are basically representing the candidate to the client rather than the other way around? Like going to try and find client openings and finding candidates, or not? Yeah, it's both. It's both. So, okay. my, my role ultimately, yeah, is ultimately candidate led. So, I'll start with the candidates, and there'll also be because the sector I cover, there are senior candidates as well who are going to be clients, and then so and and they can see, which is quite interesting how I work mm -hmm. with candidates, how as a client, they see what the process looks like. Yeah. And it's all about quality. It's not about volume for me. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm being very subjective, so it's very much from my perspective. Um, and it's very much about, I think there's a comment that um, Glenn made as well on his feed recently. It is literally doing what you say you're going to do when calling the candidates back, when you say you're going to call them back. Mm. All the simple little things, all the small steps, and like yeah. the engagement, because I think when you're... Um, initially when you're um, registering candidates it takes about four connections for them to really engage with you and invest yeah. with you and trust you and trust Definitely. you uh mr yeah. stroud hello let's make kindness and altruism trend in our industry wouldn't that be That's amazing right, and, yeah. and uh, Stephen Kosakow is talking about this you know as someone who's a head of talent acquisition how mm. badly he's being treated by recruiters mm. who yeah. potentially he could hire and he's mm -hmm. just going this is crazy um i do just have to point this out yeah I know, Ryan. I know you can pronounce my name, but let's be honest. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually Michael. talking about Shannon. Shannon Pritchett cannot say my surname. She does something weird to it. Bless her. I think it's called Collier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, not even that. It's weird. Yeah, it's got a, like a friend sounding name to it, like Collier. I've got, the, I've got yeah. the video. I can share the video. Bless her. She's not on here. I'm, I'm being mean. Yeah. <laughs> actually, there's loads. Hello, Debbie, Trexton, Vanessa, Raja, Ryan. Look at Ryan. Hey, everyone. And, oh, hi, guys. Oh, oh. Oh, no, sorry, ignore me. Go, go, you're talking. Well, I was, oh, no. I was going to say, Liz, actually, that, that post you referred to, because obviously kind of Mitch Sullivan came in and he was kind of, I think he was looking to sort of challenge what we were talking about, oh, which is which is cool. That's what Mitch does, and I love that. Um, Loves an argument. It's, it's, yeah, but it, uh, he, he, he made us kind of really refine that, which was, you know, that simple point of phoning somebody back even if they didn't get the job. And, you know, altruism can be something as simple as, give people some meaningful feedback, right? Yeah. Don't just give them that one-liner. So to your point around the candidate experience, I think it's, it's there's so many opportunities to be altruistic. Why? Mm. I guess the question is, I don't know if you've got a view on this, why don't recruiters take that opportunity? 
do you think we've been so trained in that sort of transactional approach that maybe we don't think about it? I don't know. What's your, what's your view? Yep, I do. I think also it's the, kind of the, the, the origins where they come from, their training, it can be mm. embedded. Um, but you can change that, absolutely. And when you see someone um, like a mentor or one of your um, peers and you see maybe they work that way, it's a revelation. It's really it's good to take that lead and learn from other people. But also mm. competition. If people are in competition, they don't think about this is my perception of it. They're yeah. not thinking about the process. It's all about speed and mm. and it's um not bums on seats, but that's there isn't that element. They haven't got the time to spend um, I don't know, forty minutes, forty five minutes on the mm. phone to a candidate to really get to understand them. Whereas mm. I will. It's only me and no one's breathing down my neck now. Um and, and I've mm. always done that in my career. I remember when I was first working um at Hayes and, and pre registering mm. a candidate and the, mm. the, one of my directors, who's fantastic, still in my circle now, but said, you're on the phone too long. How long do you have to be on the phone for to really mm. understand a, a candidate and then relay that to a, a, a client? So that was kind mm. of like a, a wow. um, feed in my I'd mind. I thought a good hour. Like, yeah, yeah. A, decent, a decent candidate, absolutely. So any questions your client's going to ask you, you're going to have mm. the answer for everything about that yeah, candidate. You saying that as well makes me think of it the other way, where when it goes out to two, three, four, five agencies, instead of clients sending it out to a couple. Yeah. Or one. Then, yeah. Well, potentially. One but trusted. Yeah. I know. Yep. But, I mean, I, and then you would feel like you can spend the time because you're not trying mm -hmm. to get in your CV ahead of somebody else. Yeah. But yeah. As well. And I it, because I work in education, so they're quite um, – my schools are quite traditional and they can, they'll stick mm -hmm. to who they know because of those relationships they've built. Yeah. It's not yeah. – um, like I've been out of commerce, commerce for so long now, so I don't even know what it looks like anymore and what the hiring manager is like. So if they do use that volume of agencies, I'm sure they do, stylists. Mm. So with regards to schools, and they don't usually use any more than two or three maximum because it just complicates mm. things even yeah. at three. Um, and and if they did something, if they did use any more than that, I would say right, you've got it covered. I'll leave it to you because that's a waste of my time I think mm -hmm. um, and but when you're in an agency with an SLA hanging over your head and a director breathing down mm -hmm. your neck you can't do that ah the joy of being independent yeah. I just feel I feel like I just have to quickly go hi Kendra happy fourth of July holiday <laughs> sorry just occasionally I feel to, the need to whack one to, in <laughs> to all of yeah all of our American friends happy fourth of July right yeah. uh, so actually Liz um, oh we got a question. Is it a question or a comment? No, it's a statement from Mr. David Allen. I think there is so much okay. pressure on some recruiters that they completely forget they're dealing with people. And that yeah. is in-house yeah. and agency. I've seen it both sides. Definitely. Completely, yeah. I was I chatting, chatting to uh, Jim's Berriford, uh, Jim Berriford uh, this, this week, right? Uh, he made a really great point. And I'd, I'd be interested to kind of get your thoughts. He was like, if you're if you're trying as an agency, if you're trying to kind of change the the, the dynamic of the relationship with the client, you've got to move past the preferred supplier list and really get into that kind of that partnership space, mm. right? You've got yep. you've got to try and really illustrate that you're doing more than just providing a service. Yep. And I was curious as to how you've you know tried you know you've managed well, actually not tried you've managed to do that with the clients that you're working with. What kind of different type of conversation? Did you have to have to kind of get to the point where you're like i'm a partner now i'm not just a, a service provider well the first question this is like one of my in my secret vaults but it's a common question when i speak to schools and speak to the head what's yeah. your leadership style like what how do your staff see you and ask them about mm -hmm. them 
really. And it's and it's you know it's not um, helping to use an agency. You know what jobs you've got your jobs. What it's not that. That's back in the nineties. It's now a case. Yeah. What what's your how do you influence your working environment? What are your team like around you? What measures do you take for your staff? Who do you think would fit and who would work well with you and you with them? Mm. So that's kind of where I start. It's all very mm. um, oh, it's all personal. It's got to be. Yeah. And, and nobody's going to expect that question either, which is going to make you stand yeah. out a mile. When I when I worked at the trust last year and I went to all the schools, we had to go. There's 23 schools in this trust, and we had to meet all the heads. It's a brilliant job. I loved it. Um, and seeing these heads and sitting and I said to them, "What's your leadership style like?" And they all went, "Oh, I've never been asked that question before. How could they not be asked that question before?" They're Crazy, the, right? They're the top end of the school. Their influence yeah. is important. The good leadership comes from the top, yeah. and they use their team. So it's um, and also having that experience, I know that a new a new consultant won't mm -hmm. challenge clients or candidates i mm -hmm. appreciate that because that's that's a learning uh, mm -hmm. but when you you're seasoned recruiters like we are you know mm -hmm. it's great to challenge having that conversation being asking those hard questions because there's a whole <laughs> lot from it but it also comes from the pain doesn't it where you've got the mm -hmm. role and you're flinging cvs and you're just flinging mud and nothing's sticking and eventually you go like i have to change something like yeah and usually it is that you haven't asked the right questions up front you haven't yeah. got the right job description you haven't got the one of two agencies or even sold mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i did hear you glenn but it doesn't <laughs> always happen right but you know what i mean it takes experience and yeah. getting used you, to that but i mm. don't despair if i call um if i'm speaking to a school a client about a role i don't despair that they're using other people because i feel you know mm. i've got something that i can bring to you that mm. You are really we're really going to benefit both of us are going to benefit from i'm really going to enjoy working with you and i'm not afraid to to think like that and whether that's um I'm, it's not overconfidence at all but it's uh, something different there are still players out there consultants out there still working through the 1990s type yeah. um and and creating you know, i think a way Liz, in. I, I think i think what you're saying is yeah it's not overconfidence but it is confidence in what you can deliver you, 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 you know, all of us have had a career in this, this industry from this industry, you know, 10 years plus, right? So we, we, we must be doing something right. Yeah. And it's, it's the confidence to know how to do the job really well. And I think back to that point around kind of recruitment as a whole, I think there was a real period where recruitment was just looked at, upon as a sales role. It was likened to a sales role. And I think that's, that's generated that transactional approach. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. let's be fair. Some of the, adverts for recruits it's like opportunity to earn xyz i mean if that doesn't sound like a sales role what what, what does you know yeah yeah it, it, it is changing though yes it is, like oh, the yes. last three months four months has shown that as well people mm. know they have to evolve and have a different tact a different mm. approach and where mm. I, um, when I work with my candidates, they are I'm candidate led, as I said, and, and very interesting about all the key recruiters on LinkedIn, the HR directors, mm. how they're being treated by mm. those consultancies, if they will remember that, be it good or bad. And, mm. and I always have that in my mind that this person is a client, even if they're like a finance officer now, in five years time, they could be a financial controller, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's hard not to sit with just a tiny weeny little element of good. Mm. I know this sounds really bad, so just don't shoot me down. But in the respect of if all of the recruiters remember how badly they're being treated right now, 
let's mm -hmm. hope when they're in roles, they change that candidate experience. Um, yeah. Louis Gallup has written something really interesting here. It really frustrates me that recruiters aren't altruistic. Seriously, couldn't have used an easier word. Um, this, I guess, is what separates the guff recruiters. Never used I love that guff. Love I love yeah. it. Um, so it separates the guff recruiters from the real ones. Puzzles me yeah. when recruiters don't care about reputation. Recruiting is all about relationships and networking, surely. Mm. I, I agree completely. And to Liz's point, trust me, don't don't get me wrong, because I can, you know, kind of pick up on some of the less than positive practices of the recruitment industry. I'm super, super positive about where we're going, I think, as an industry as a whole. I think the majority of people are really getting on the bandwagon of understanding the value of kind of, you know, <laughs> seems crazy, right? But the real value of candidate feedback and that relationship and networking. So I'm I'm completely on board with you, Liz. I think uh it's, a great I think it's book definitely about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely definitely tracking in the right direction that's for sure yeah. so but I mean, this surely must shake people up as well because to really experience it badly and really feel it and really understand what we've been pe putting people through i hope they go back into work and go i'm not going to do that to anyone ever again i do yeah i do too and also it's interesting uh speaking to candidates that i've um that are in my kind of realm and i don't have a, a whole load of people registered with us but they're all good quality people that I can actively mm. work with and I said mm. and I when I speak to people over the years who placed you in your role interesting how none of they can't remember who replaced them yeah I can't recall the person and think well what did that person do yeah and <laughs> um, what why is it why is that what what happened in the process for you to mm. forget really yeah and I and cool. I want to be remembered by my candidates I really do god I'm still Facebook friends with a ton of my old IT contractors yeah yeah yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. They were awesome. Yeah. They used to go in and get rate increases and get me an increase at the same time because that's how much I'd look after them because I just wanted to make sure they were yeah. paid. Uh, sorry, Jayashree oh. has written something interesting. At times, giving feedback backfires on recruiters. If you're rejecting the candidate for that position, few candidates can take rejection and start arguing and escalating it through emails. And Jayashree is in India, so I don't know if there's a cultural thing. That's quite oh. interesting. Have you had that experience when you're... I've had... Um, um... Yes, I have had that, and it, because the person, the candidate, was so sure in their mind that they yeah. had the role, they had the role completely. <gasps> I hate when they say that. They, they were oh. absolutely. And so when you, we, it's a fair game. So when they're going in for an interview, be they're one of three. I would say you've got a thirty-three percent chance. So yeah. anything can happen on the day. Do the best you can do. So when you give them feedback, and and I did, and, and a candidate came back to me via email saying, "Well, why didn't I get it?" Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. And I thought. Is this person going to go direct to the the client as well? Because some can if they've got that. Mm -hmm. um, not that yeah. they all do it, but it's they feel so strongly about it. So mm -hmm. we had a a face to face call just for me to mm -hmm. really explain and break down. And it wasn't negative mm -hmm. feedback, but the client did say to me that um, the other person just had the edge. And I said that's not going to wash. You need to clarify that. Give me more detail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? You know, they, they were just the heads above, or they had something else. That's not enough. Mm -hmm. And it won't. Yeah the candidate either and it was more about they were graded on um, marked on their questions so it was really a, yeah. a numbers game yeah yeah and i think that's and important to do that face to face as well is right because yeah. it, it's easy to send an email it's probably a little less easier to you know phone call mm. but actually video face to face people will appreciate that right yep absolutely and it goes um, and they take on what you're saying much better mm. And and they actually mm. and they, they can use that in the future. So um, and we'll rework our campaign. So when if, if somebody isn't successful in an interview, I'll go back to them and say, right, okay, 
we're going to look at there is a role out there for you this is what we're going to do as an action plan and then and then work to that as well so they've got a structure mm. i'm not going to i won't over promise mm. if i can't deliver um mm. not that i don't often use that but um as quickly as i'd like to i'll be honest with them as well about that so they know mm -hmm. kind of my strategy and they know where i'm coming from and i think that's the the engagement of yeah. both the client and the candidate yeah you know. you, you oh, Go on, Katrina. No, no, no. I mean, it's just being honest, isn't it? Um, just, yeah. just quick on that feedback thing. I um actually got moved. You know, when you're like, you, you really get moved because you think of God, how much frustrating that is. Um, I did a piece of work for the CIPD the other weekend, and I've been chatting with this girl, and she's got all of these administration skills. She's got a psychology degree. She's in the middle of doing her CIPD, and she wants to get into a HR admin role. She'll get interviewed no experience required then she'll get knocked back because the other applicant had experience and she's just going like why are you interviewing me and how am i meant to grow she must be saying something yeah that she could benefit like improve or and, it, and she's like it was yeah. hearing how just how upset she is she says, this has been going on for three years since I, I got my degree and it's just like oh what are we doing to people this this mm. playing with people's lives yeah absolutely when you can get honest feedback from the client as well then they if it's really hard to take but it at least they know where yeah. what, what's happening so we can remedy that and help yeah. them to improve that and then make the next interview successful hopefully my god you, you, we can't work in ignorance we have to know yeah. what's going to work with that transparency mm. and be really kind of honest about Definitely. it and i think this perhaps is a Certainly when you get that kind of um, somebody that doesn't take um, interview feedback particularly well or, or, or initially the, the no particularly well, I think that it's possibly a result of the fact that it's that they've experienced that transactional side where basically if you don't get the job first time, you probably never hear from that agent again. Mm -hmm. Or it's kind of a situation where you've had a conversation with an agent. They've been really excited about your CV. Brilliant. They're going to be coming back to me with a few jobs. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just not not even an email to say, uh, "Hey, Liz, um, we spoke a couple of weeks ago. Nothing's really come through at the moment, but you know, kind of, mm. I will be in contact." Nothing, so it increases people's anxiety, right? Because they think mm. this is my one shot, and I've I've, I've lost it. What am I going to do now? And yep. I'm not entirely yeah. sure people really realise that that's perhaps going on, you know? Because they're kind of they're feeling vulnerable as it is. They're feeling yeah. you know anxious about what's happening, particularly now as well. So having that, and this is where <clears throat> I say about altruism. And in the last few months, particularly, I've always worked this way. Um, isn't, this isn't a change, a difference for me. But I kind of stepped up more with regards to clients, getting to know them more personally. But with regards to my candidates, they're all feeling vulnerable. Things have changed. It's the unknown. And we're having some, just we're having conversations, not about them at their jobs. It's about their families, about their hobbies and things, getting to know them. Yeah. Hilarious conversations wine you know stories from uni whatever but really getting to know my uh, our, our people so to speak and it was fantastic yeah. and they really bought into that and with regards to that i've been getting a lot more feedback from them with regards to um roles they're applying for or they're changing aspirations mm. and that's been a real buy-in mm. from this side and, mm. and 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 you know there are some people that are on their own and have mm. those that um vulnerability so mental health mm. matters really does and it's been mm. great to like, provide some kind of support to them and like yeah. be a bit of a bit of a, a counselor and a mum and just having a laugh mm. with them being inappropriate which has been great fun um but oh, really <laughs> <laughs> this is my, my whole thing I, I have to laugh about like the some of the stuff linkedin does where it's like professional or not professional 
having a laugh. Like there is no laugh reaction. Like sometimes things on LinkedIn are funny. That doesn't mean it's not professional. You can't mm. send a GIF of a hug mm. in the messages. But, oh, my God, go in and type wall, W-A-L-L, -L, into the GIF thing and see what comes up. And you're like, what, and I can't send a hug? Like give me a break. Um, yeah. Sorry, just, just just do that later. Mr. Hey, Jerry, Jerry Crispin, the king of candidate experience. When hiring is a job, it's basically short-term transactions whose basic return is putting food on the table. As a career, you can't help, brackets, hopefully, to look for, oh, sorry, as a career, yeah. you can't help, hopefully, to look for higher levels of satisfaction in return for the investment of your life. We need to help those technicians to see what we do as a respected uh, profession then mm. altruism becomes common. That is yeah. a big problem. There's, yeah. there's, there isn't a respect level, is there? There's a lot no. of, oh, recruiter admin function in-house and then recruiter oh, agency. Like, there, there's too much of that, isn't there? Yeah, there yeah. is. I, um, that, that, that flippant kind of um, cast off, really, and it's not, and it's not, we have to work hard to prove that we are mm. far more than that, that we want to genuinely mm. want to work as partnership. And again, oh, they're just saying, you want the fee, you've got, got a fee across mm. the board, kind of thing. That's much more than that. And the work that we put into all of our mm. um, our client um, uh, um, accounts mm. with regards mm. to the process, they haven't got a clue. And you think, well, why? This is, but this is what the end result is you get good quality service, good quality candidates. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's very easy just to be dismissed, isn't it? And yeah. yeah, I don't think they really do understand either side, be it yeah. what an in-house or an agency recruiter really does, like mm. and 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 how tough it can be. I mean, particularly because you're it's teachers, right? Mm. So short supply, you know, mm. anyone recruiting in tech, short supply, the work involved. Yeah, support staff. Yeah, and, and yeah, it, yeah. it's uh, there is a lot of it's the the hours of um, pre screening and in Zoom mm. calls and uh, uh, coaching and uh, with regards to interviews in particular, but also I will grill spending time with those clients, spending that that a good hour with mm. that client face to face mm. or on the Zoom call as well, and really probing them and not uh, so mm. yeah. Like so you say, is is a it's a question for you, Liz? A little curveball, uh -oh. right? Well, no, it's, a, it's an opinion piece. It's an opinion piece. Glenn does this every Friday. It's like, beware. Well, it always comes you know, about it's, it's now as well, actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an opinion piece. It's, do, do you think, to a degree, we some of the, the way the recruitment industry is viewed is, is a result of the commercial model, right? So, basically, the, everybody kind of has this view that, okay, recruitment, so you get, placed on, you get paid on the placement, right? So, and the, immediately, the value gets aligned to the basic salary. And we've almost said everything else is in there kind of for free. We haven't really quantified the value of it. So we haven't quantified the value of the conversations we have. We haven't qualified the value of candidate experience. We haven't qualified the value of the sort of search and selection and process. We've yeah. just said all those things equal this, this, this fee. And I think that's part of the problem is, is people perceive it as just, okay, you get that fee if you find me that person. And we've got to do a better job of trying to really kind of articulate the value of those things, yeah. you know, the value of that 30 to 45 minute qualifying call and the mm. value that you bring as a person with your 10 years of experience. I think that's that's one of our challenges to, to educate business around the value of recruitment. Mm. What's, what, what's your thoughts? Well, imagine if you put a proposal to the client and then and put the hours allocated mm. to each stage of that process from the initial mm. search to um also uh the advertising campaign whatever that is the, yeah. the headhunting mm -hmm. and that could be hundreds 
of ours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It depends yeah. on what, you know, and, and I think that would be a real eyebrow raiser with the clients as well. It's like, oh, actually, you are doing something. Mm-hmm. These people don't just appear on the day, on the given day that you mm-hmm. want to see them. There's far more involved in that as well. Blood, sweat and tears, um, mm-hmm. managing expectations from the candidate perspective, changing aspirations, change. It's never, we're dealing with people. They are an unpredictable mm-hmm. commodity. We all <laughs> know that. So it's... um. When when I'm only ever happy, I think when I place the person, they've been there for six months. The probation period is yeah. two months, but they've been there six months, and that's it. I'm happy that I can let them go. Off they're, the, they're staying now. Yeah, yeah. If only we could get everybody that was hiring, like just to spend that hour with the recruiters or in house, mm. whatever you want to call, it, like that that initial upfront, because mm. so few will. And I think this is. Like certainly, I realised it writing the book, and I've been going on about it since then. Is this that initial intake? If we can't get that right, mm. but the whole that's, yeah. that's that's an idea there, definitely, with regards mm. to the webinars that have been happening recently with um, mm-hmm. the recruitment network and inviting mm. clients, as in commercial clients, mm. education, all sectors, to join those mm. networks and get a feel for mm. what we actually mm. do and what we talk about. Yeah. And, and why we say you have to give us that time up front. If you give us that time mm-hmm. up front, you'll save tons. Because, and we won't make you look stupid in the industry, which I think no. matters now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. there's, more, there's more comments I feel the need to flick across Wicked. the screen, if that's okay. Uh, hey, Debbie, Debbie today from across the pond on July the 4th holiday. Uh, one of the reasons I deliberately avoid automating aspects of my business is because it starts to limit the already minimal number of touch points that you get to have with each candidate. There are opportunities mm-hmm. for relations relationship building i should just so right. stay looking at it before i flick off yeah. uh dush, hello dush. Um, my opinion but i think we should be honest and set realistic expectations to remove the unknown and adding that human touch makes a huge difference rather than being robotic or just transactional build that long lasting relationship yep the, 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 oh oh there's another i oh, know go go sorry i haven't read that one yet <laughs> i always like to pre-read them in case they're a bit don't make sense what we're talking about <laughs> But, but when you when you receive um when I receive applications for a role as well and and I try to resort to my own database first of all mm. um as well as advertising but when people come through if they're not suitable but they've got potential I will say right now I don't have anything for you you're not right for this role but have you ch- like signpost them to people that can help them and other agencies that can help mm. as well yeah. but if if they're like a really strong um, commercial person but that the education is looking for then I'll say right potential but we'll signpost you somewhere else but they always they'll always get um, a response back because like you say about um applying for a role and nobody comes back to you it's like throwing mm-hmm. your cv into the ether again isn't it um and it's yeah. just respectful just being respectful yeah about uh, uh, that human touch and, and, and also even tra- oh sorry sorry <laughs> i'm on no, you're now. the guest you go quick go, go. <laughs> you're meant to be talking i'm meant to be quiet <laughs> The candidates that you have are like um, candidates that aren't even placed for, through you. Treat them like they are placed through you. That's what I do with candidates. So mm-hmm. when I start a role, send them a good luck card with your card inside as well. But also mm-hmm. there, there are candidates that have been for an interview directly, not through another agency, but I've helped them um, give them interview preparation as well with regards yeah. to some some schools won't, have, won't go for an agency, but I know the school and give them background mm-hmm. to that school as well. And one of my best testimonials has come from a candidate I didn't place who we had a really wonderful um, connection with, and he's and he's a, a recruiter within this client. So hopefully he'll use me moving forward. Not that that's mm. what I expected, but he we, he's a really great guy. So I'm really happy about that. Mm. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Cool. Ooh, can I pull Kendra's in? 
Sorry, yeah, let's see what Kendra's got to say. Uh, Kendra, human touch. I'm in. I'm internal recruiting in a very narrow. Oh God, why can't I speak this afternoon? Mind you, this is every Friday, isn't it? Human touch. I'm internal recruiting in very narrow AV industry. Each candidate could be a customer or a partner since it's been slow. I often opt to screen via Zoom rather than phone. So really spend mm. personal time in um, mm. with the potential candidate, the good ones. Uh, we are all struggling one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It is funny, isn't it, when you can see into someone's home, you kind of go, okay, what is yeah. that behind, on the yeah. shelf behind you, Liz? You know, like, is yeah, everyone loves Glenn's wallpaper. He's not blending in with it today, though. Um, no. <laughs> but uh, you do get a different aspect. But at the same time, I also like to walk up and down my garden on the phone, so I get frustrated when I'm stuck on it. But yeah, I completely get what Kendra's saying there. It's very yeah. cool. There, there, there's obviously no excuse to just drop on a video call these days. It's so easy, right? I mm. mean, the tech is there; it's free. Um, mm. And you know, immediately you, 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 there's a better, better connection, right? Better sense of that yeah. person. Yeah. Sorry, Lucy, we're about to say something. I jumped in as well. No, no, <laughs> we're great hosts. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> this is great. I'm having a blast. Um, I was just going to say that it's, with that connection as well, they won't forget that. They will remember mm. that as well, mm. and it will come back yeah. in some way. And and paying it forward, paying it forward, yeah, all, yeah. all the little touches as well. Mm. Um, and people, uh, candidates who have been placed in roles through other agencies, oh, you, I know it's sense we all do it. You track mm -hmm. them, see how they're doing, and just keeping in touch, but being um, visible to them as well, mm -hmm. and making yourself available. And I, and I, it's having that going that a little bit, going much further than than they're mm -hmm. expecting than I expect as well. Something yeah. things evolve, the process can evolve with um, yeah. it could be preparation, anything that they're looking for that you're available to them where where you can be and that's i also think that's where you can get like off linkedin right I, so i put money mm -hmm. uh, again with the people you recruit i put money there on instagram and stuff like that so you can go find them there and then you stay in touch with that behind the scenes stuff like all of my yeah. hr clients are, are on instagram i'm following and chit chatting with all the time so you're constantly yeah you know keeping present. in touch easily but you're seeing all the personal stuff Jerry's written a really long one there, Glenn, that I need to read because you need to read because it's well, just you. Well, I was going to say, I've just seen Stephen, or? Stephen no? Coscow's just started watching. Um, okay, but anybody, so we're not making any more if, Stephen Coscow comments. If you want some something that really makes you smile, you need to watch Stephen's uh, video of him exercising with his dog, Pepper. Completely <laughs> oh. it. It's so It's so cool. He's brilliant. Hey, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's a, a gym instructor. So he does awesome stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's totally cool. You, oh. Glenn, you read Jerry's comment. I'm just going to bring in Tusha's comment. Uh, this Sorry. is unorthodox. Yeah, no, I just thought you should read it and then let me know if I need to pull it in. Cool, this cool. is unorthodox, but have you re ever referred someone to another company just to help them, regardless of being agency on house? This is true kindness and actually helps someone in their career without you, without you getting anything out of it. I've done it sometimes, but probably not enough. Yeah, I, um, secretly when I was when I was leaving my last company before um, um, at the end of um, 2018, um, we were being redundant. We're being made redundant. Mm. So there were some things. There were some I roles happening. She's whispering. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and there were that we had some roles coming on, and I just said to the the, the candidates, apply directly to the schools and and, and let that happen. Um, mm. And also, a couple of people did get the positions that they. Uh, we signposted them to and recently um when mark gaysford on linkedin in april um he was saying like uh fee no fee friday and um and i stepped up to the challenge there was a candidate that 
a school was looking for a temporary person um, and, and signposted them to the school. And they, they actually got some um, private work with the school, which is really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And it's, it's not a placement. Love that. <laughs> yeah. But, but it, yeah, it's a it funny is. thing I found. So having left, you know, I, I haven't recruited for ages. And I'm very honest about that. Hence, there's so many other people contributing to the book. <laughs> But when I can help someone, and I have helped people, in, and actually people from the show have got jobs and stuff, I still get such a buzz. Yeah. Whether I've got, you know, get the fee or not get the fee. That that, mm. And honestly, if you're yeah. not getting that buzz, please leave the recruitment industry, please. If you don't yeah. get that If you're not buzz, loving it, leave yeah. it. No. You've got it. It, it. it makes me high, yeah. It's a yeah. really good mm. feeling. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it's We're, definitely worth bringing up Jerry's comment. If, uh, oh, if okay, right. Because yeah. it was very long, so I thought maybe you should. Yeah. Are you going to read this one so I don't have to screw it up? Oh, yeah, yeah totally. Uh, yes, like, actually, we, yeah, we can articulate the quality of the specific practices that have an impact on the candidate experience. So 80% of the variants are simple, simply five practices. And we know how to calibrate the reward of doing it well and the cost of doing it poorly. Yeah. Right, that, yes, mm. fair point. Uh, the data has been well research researched at Talent Board, reference for anybody who wants to check out the data, over 10 years. Uh, and we yeah. drive the education of it and the accountability of it and the business necessity. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. really, you know, tuning into that kind of data-driven piece, which uh, yeah. is, uh, is, is really cool. Yeah. That's absolutely what they do. And the Candidate oh. Experience Awards and all sorts. Mm. Oh, that's, wicked. that's cool oh. as well. And I refer people back to my old agency. Yeah. I think, it, it, isn't there a point here as well also? Uh, altruism can be just being really honest with people and saying, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't help, help you. you. That's that's not what I do. Rather than set that kind of false precedent of, oh, mm. you know, so say for instance, you're a tech recruiter and somebody gets referred to you by a friend and maybe they're, I don't know, they're in finance or compliance or whatever. Mm. And you, you want to help, but yep. you know you can't, right? Mm. So the best thing to do is kind of go, look, I go here, here. But I, I personally cannot help you. Don't yeah. leave them with that lingering thought that mm. actually something's going to come come of it. You know, have you had yeah. that scenario yourself, Liz? I have. I've had um, a candidate that I placed, and they referred their partner to me. Um, so I was like, this is, could be a little bit tricky, but I will be honest about it. And I said that's kind of not my forte, but I can refer you to um, there's a couple of agencies and also uh, somebody that I know that I referred them to as well. But I did say to them, look, if I have anything like a, a very random conversation with a client that looking for someone like you, yeah, I'll certainly be in touch. But then, but I won't be contacting you as regularly as I would somebody that I'll be working on quite actively. Mm. So they know the, the ground rules I, of that. I think then you're also explaining, and I, I'm not sure a lot of candidates really get this mm. or job seekers get this, that, that we really are, really, we're representing our clients in a certain niche in general, so that we're not like mm. taking here's Liz, Liz is, oh, actually currently Glenn, like, hi, Glenn, by the way. Um, I can take in Glenn and I'm selling Glenn into a company. It doesn't, like, work like that mm. in general. Um, yeah. It might do in a, a few niches and high end, mm. but in general, sorry, Glenn, I'm not saying you're not high end. Oops. Um, <laughs> you know when you're, like, got something halfway at your mouth and you're like, that's really shit, um, <laughs> But it's, worry, it's that. And I, I think a lot of people think, well, I applied and therefore I'm going to be represented that way. And and that can yeah. be tough. I mean, going back to the spring days when we would get so many CVs in and then a colleague might call them and they're like, well, no, I just spent an hour with Katrina. And they don't because there's so much transaction going on, which makes yeah. it worse. Yeah, Great it doesn't work that way. Yeah. And... I think also yeah. because of uh, the roles that are coming in from clients, from my experience, is um, mm. conversations. So you don't know what you're you're expecting at the end of that. Mm. 
you might start with something in your head, an idea in your head, what's going to happen, and it's completely different by the end of the conversation. So mm. yeah, and it's so it's all kind of very subject, subjective anyway. Um, yeah. And so I going out to market, like you have a candidate and take him out to market. Mm, yeah, that's a, that's a way. It of, would be lovely. But... Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just a. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I can't make the call. Going, hello, Mr. Klein. I've got so and so in my hand. Have you got any jobs? Mm-hmm. So it can't. It doesn't work for me personally. It's. Um, it could be. You know, what? What? How has this impacted your trust? your school mm. what's mm. what are you doing right now how are things changed yeah exactly. so with regards to yeah you let it kind of um, yeah. develop yeah mm. and that, a natural conversation yeah other thing i would say i'm going back a bit for we were talking about like just responding to everybody so right now recruiters are really understanding what it's like and i'm saying oh my mm. god i saw one role that had like 1200 applications like oh. crazy Wow. There is technology available in-house people that you can put in on your database to respond to everybody. And, mm-hmm. you know, and that autoresponder should have your name and your phone number and your email address because you actually want to mm-hmm. talk to the people that chase you up because most people won't. Mm-hmm. If I was hiring a recruiter, I want the recruiter that tracked me down six different ways and was stalking me. That's the recruiter I want to hire. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's and, that you can you, reply to everybody. It is possible. Yeah. And you can provide if it's so the the challenge there would be you know volume recruitment if you if you deal in volume recruitment right people would be like well, i haven't got time to contact everybody and that auto responder is the first point but hey you can update that auto responder oh, so can. you can say oh now we've got x amount of you know applications we're going to have to close this off and continue oh, and yeah. actually now we're at interview stage so we're not going to be doing any more mm-hmm. cv reviews right. tell people what's going on you don't need yeah. to personalize it but at least give them some visibility as to why they're not you can personalize it you can put your name on it ignore it Glenn, no. oh yeah uh, <laughs> no, no, sorry i hate that the, from the talent acquisition team no from katrina collier here's my phone number you know but also you can do things like oh here go over here to this page it's got job search tips it's got some interview prep it's got some more information about us you can give them something yeah so yeah and and it gives you and you can keeping you're in control of that as well it's not like a an overwhelm so you can like let them know what's happening with their side and then yeah you are you're um on top of things too and it's um it makes it much more uh effective human yeah exactly altruistic altruistic <laughs> i've learned to yeah. say it only taking me 42 minutes mm. <laughs> so there you go. It's, it, sorry go on liz it, it's, it's, it's a very it's a very um how i how i work is um it's really it's subjective to it and every every mm. candidate they're all very mm. individual uh very interesting process as well but also learning from them like what are they le- what do they want from the yeah. process what does a good mm. recruiter look like to them as well what's you know i've asked them about their feedback who would they mm. who if they're registered anywhere else what does that recruiter look like and, and how why are they good what do they and like how about? do you want to be communicated with could be a good one as well because mm-hmm. yeah. like can you send me a text another might be an email another might be i don't mm-hmm. know video message or something mm-hmm. like yeah. how, i think these yeah. days that's a really important question as well yeah that's true if you want to keep someone on the hook you don't want to lose them because you're sending them mm-hmm. emails and they're like i never look at my emails <laughs> yeah some what's people that? <laughs> yeah what's that zoom calls what's that? Yeah, Some exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'll not be funny. Seriously, a WhatsApp message just sort of says, "Hey, like on a f- so Fridays, and I'm sure you're the same, Liz, right? And I know Katrina was right. Every Friday, you make sure you contact everybody, kind of just give a summary for the week, any outstanding mm-hmm. actions. Hey, I'll get back to you on that, that, and that. Gives people comfort going into the weekend. You don't want to, yeah, you nice don't want to make somebody's weekend really shitty 
by them just sitting there thinking, did I get the job? Did oh, I get the job? Is this going to be resolved? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, don't 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 crap on people's weekends, man. Give them something, you know. Yeah. But also, uh, I've got a, either client um, where the candidates have to fill in a very, very detailed application form, and they all put really great effort into it. So they were submitted, and HR were rubbish. They were rubbish. They weren't coming back to me. I couldn't give any feedback to the candidates, and I said to, I was trying to call the the HR um, manager, and I actually know this person quite well. And towards the end of it, this is like months ago, and it all went very quiet. And I said to the candidates, please take it right now. That this probably is not going to move. So don't pin your yeah. hopes on this. If I come back to you with something positive, I will. But right now, forget it. It's all over. Yeah. And I went to the HR manager and said to her, you're, you're, this is a really bad impression you're creating of your trust with this, this sort of role. You need to yeah. um, review your internal processes as well with that and feedback. Yes, Liz. It was a waste of time. Yeah, I felt, right? I was really cross about it, but very professional. Um, just like, and, and this is a, mm. a, a, a HR manager that I know. And she like she said, she did come back to me. She said, I'm really pro- sorry with regards to senior leadership being, but we need yeah. to know the process as well. And she was unusually very accommodating and listened. So that was a positive. Cool. Yeah. Which is, of course, what good. HR is meant to do because they're meant to be responsible for the people that come into the company. So they should be caring about how the people come into the company. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Pandora's, yeah. Pandora's box being open yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Don't open that one on me. <laughs> yeah. That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> uh, it was a conversation another time. We're actually out of time, which just is bizarre. Oh, oh um, no. Oh, I know, just as we open Pandora's box of Katrina wants to rant about something. Um, Next week, we have Mr. Ted Hewitt. He's a little off topic, Yo, actually. I, know, I bet. I bet it's not the topic I have written there, so I'm going to ignore that and I'll see what we come up with by next week. We're talking um, beards. That's oh, it. yes. The we don't need a beard or a sponsor. It would just be hilarious. I will no longer have COVID hair, which would be just amazing. Sorry, just had to share that. We'll be able to see, and there'll be fewer. I can't even see. I've left it because I'm getting it Wednesday. Oh. Yeah, but never mind next week for the moment. That is worth tuning in for. Huh? Yeah, never mind next week for the moment because it's all about this week and it's all about Liz Nevitt. Thank you, Liz. I was just about to thank say thank you. You, you just beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so rude. Liz. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all of that. That was absolutely brilliant. I can't believe how fast awesome. it's flown. Um, thank you for all of the comments and the questions and all of that. And of course, Thanks thank you well. again to Enterprise Alumni. We couldn't do it without you. Um, we shall be back next time, next week, with no yeah. COVID here, at 3 p.m. UK time, <laughs> 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Europe. Oh, you know, all of those times. Yeah. Um, uh, please come back and join us again. We love all your questions and comments. Thank you again, Liz, and have a fabulous weekend, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.